the ultimate compliment is to be considered an asset by those who know you. But what exactly does that mean? And how do we get there? I believe that there is a less discussed approach to becoming a person of value, a person who is successful, respected by others, and fulfilled. It's somewhere between the hustle culture and the ease and flow of manifestation. This podcast is designed to be a resource for the ambitious, the relentless, and the rare who are breaking societal norms, going against the grain, and are open to unconventional practices as we study what it takes to be a true asset in every area of life. My hope is that you'll find this podcast unique and like it enough to share it with a friend and maybe even one day join us at one of our in-person events. Enjoy. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another podcast episode with me, your host, Autumn Clifford. Excited to be here as always with you. Today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about body image. And the reason we're going to have this conversation is because I need to tell you what happened to me this weekend. So in hopes to help you to maybe understand yourself a little bit better. um, And I, I just know that this situation that happened to me was so... It was such a light bulb moment. Um, And it wasn't something that somebody could tell me because people tell me this shit all the time. And I want to share this story with you. And um, I'm going to be really real and honest about my struggles and things that I have dealt with my entire life. And then this conversation kind of blew my mind. And then, I don't know, I, I just really think that this real true honesty, if you are struggling with how you look in the mirror and your self image and how you identify, like meaning you identify as overweight or too skinny, too big, blah, blah, like we're going to talk about that today. So let's get into it. The reason we're going to have this conversation is because so this last weekend, my husband and I, we were up the very, very northern um, tip of Maine, <laughs> almost into Canada. Um, and we were visiting um, two of our best friends and we were having a blast. And um, I got to spend all day with my girlfriend who I never get to spend all day with her because um, they have two young children and we live like five and a half hours apart. So when we get together, it's like the family, we're always getting together, but um, the children and the men <laughs> decided to go hunting, which left us girls to have a girl's day. And it was, it was so nice. It was such great conversation um, because she understands, like, I'm, I'm not going to have bullshit conversations. She knows that about me. She accepts that about me. <laughs> um, and so we didn't, and I, I kind of came clean to her. Um, that morning, I, what had happened to me as, um, I woke up that morning and I saw a memory and a memory of me, like, you know, how like Facebook or your photos or whatever will pop up and there'll be a memory. There was a memory of me, um, about 20 pounds lighter than what I am right now. And it wasn't too long ago. And, um, I spiraled. I started telling myself like what a piece of shit I am. I started, you know, 
just this negative self-talk like you're always going to be fucking fat you're always going to be huge you just can't do this like you're never going to be thin you're never going to be beautiful you're never going to be you know a sexy kick-ass woman you're just not like you are just not meant for that and that was like what I continued to tell myself and this isn't like a rare occurrence this is the truth and this is why I believe in having you know a coach and being a part of you know I've created the bad bitch club and I've created different groups um, being around other strong women because <clears throat> I've spent a lot of my life thinking that I'm the only one that has these con- like this conversation in my head and I have an idea that maybe somebody listening to this right now can relate and might have a conversation be having these conversations too and I um I'll get feeling very fucking hopeless and listen it is not just about calories in versus calories out I don't care I, I just don't care you know, my husband will get very bottom line with it. Calories in versus calories out. And him and I will we'll go on the same diet. We'll eat the same foods and we'll fucking do the same amount of like exercising and stuff. And he'll, he'll drop 10 pounds in one week. I fucking gained two pounds, right? Like it's just a woman's body. It's different. You know, my hormones, my stress, my everything, just everything. It's just, I believe it's a little more complicated than calories in versus calories out. And I don't care. You can come at me, but I can tell you the life that I have fucking lived. (laughs) My experiences tell me, tell me another thing. So I'm, I'm taking Kila. uh, And for those of you who don't know, Kila is my Belgian Malinois. Her and I had taken her out for a walk in their field. They own like 20 acres. And so um, we were out in their field and we're just doing like big laps around the field as if anybody knows anything about a Belgian Malinois, she needed that. But mentally mama needed that too, right? Because I don't know. I just, I saw my face was swollen and I'm like, fuck, you know, and, and, um, when I gain weight, so like, and like my family on my mother's side, like we don't have big jaw lines. And so, um, immediately, like if I gain five pounds, I will see it right in my face because I, it just, I just see my double chin. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. And I, you know, and so it is very, um, I get very self-conscious over it. And like, so I'm like looking at my face and I'm picking it apart and blah, blah, blah. And again, that's nothing. I don't think that any one of you haven't gone through or don't go through consistently. I feel like we all go through these things, right? But so here I am and I'm I'm on this walk and I'm and I'm I'm having a meltdown. And of course, when I have a meltdown, I typically call my mom. <laughs> I do. My mom's my mom's my best friend. And so I'm like texting my mom and I'm like, you know, if this is shit she's heard, she hears this shit once a month minimum. Absolute minimum. She hears this stuff. And so this is not a new conversation for her and I to be having, you know, and, and she gave, and as I'm texting my mom, I'm listening to this podcast. Now, here's the thing. I don't typically listen to this podcast. I've never listened to this podcast before ever in my life. I don't even know who this person is, but what happened is a series of event of events that, um, I started, I woke up, I felt like shit about myself. I'm like, Hey, Keelan needs to go for a walk. We're going to go for a walk. I prayed. I talked to my angels. It's something that you might not know about me. Um, I'm very spiritual. My mother's a shaman. Um, I have talked with my guardian angels um, since I've been a toddler. Um, my mom, when I was talking to 
um, invisible friends. My mom encouraged it because she knew who they were. <clears throat> and um, so that is something that a lot of people don't know about me is um, I'm very, very spiritual. And so I'm talking to my angels and I'm praying to God and I'm I'm kind of going through the things because I'm like, all right, someone fucking help me because I'm someone step up because I, I'm telling you right now, I'm not I'm not feeling good. I'm not doing good. So then all of a sudden I do what any logical person would do scroll on TikTok, <laughs> right? Well, TikTok happens to be my favorite platform and I'm going to tell you why. Yes, it is, can be very addicting. I won't lie to that. Like I will all of a sudden be on there for an hour and it feels like two minutes, but I get on the educational side of TikTok. And so like, I'm learning about oil pulling. I'm, you know, I'm learning about pelvic floors. <laughs> you know, I'm following Barbara O'Neill. And if you don't know who she is, go on TikTok, look her up. You'll fall in love. Um, you know, I'm like, so I do a lot of that kind of TikTok. So, but this happens. Um, so TikTok, I open it and this, I don't even know this like podcast comes up and it's, um, I don't really even know what caught my eye. Something did. And I followed it. And I'm like, fuck, I got to go find this episode. Well, this episode happened to be a year old. This, it wasn't even a new episode. So the algorithm, so essentially the universe had my back because the algorithm <laughs> had my back. And so I'm like, oh, whatever. So I go scroll back, find this, takes me five minutes. I put this, I put this episode on and I'm like, damn, holy cow, I'm enjoying this. And they just start talking and saying things that I really believed. Like they, you know, talking about your guardian angels and kind of just talking about spiritual concepts that I believe, talking about all the things, talking about entrepreneurial things that I believe and, and spirit and all these things. And then they, they said this concept. And I can't remember it exactly, but essentially it was acceptance of self. And when you can fully accept and be yourself, that's when the magic happens. And talked about fear and what fear does. And um, I'm a big proponent that I believe the fear is the devil. That is what I believe. And you don't have to. That could be very triggering for a lot of religious people. And I'm holding space for that. But I will tell you that that is what I believe. And um I believe that the fear gets instilled in us um, to control us because if we're not afraid, we're not, you're not going to control us. There's nothing you can do. How are you going to control? I'm not afraid. Like, I'm not afraid. What are you going to do? Take everything from me. Okay. I'm not afraid of that. You know what I mean? Do all these things to me. Okay. I'm not afraid of that. Right. So fear to, for me, I believe that is a way for, um, for us to be controlled whether it be controlled by our own minds or be controlled by society or be controlled by somebody else. Like, um, you know, I think that propaganda, they instill a ton of fear in us. I believe a society, um, have you afraid to walk out your front door? <laughs> um, and social media does that. And, um, the news does that and all these things, um, cause they want to control you. Right. It's like the same thing as like, I don't know where, you, you know, where you guys live and stuff, but like in Maine, when there's, um, when there's a snowstorm, <laughs> um, or, you know, a hurricane, I guess that might be coming, but really in Maine, it's like when there's a snowstorm, everybody's got to go to the store and get milk and bread. <laughs> everybody's got to go to the store and do that. Well, it's like, what the hell? That's nothing but like fear, right? 
So going off on that tangent, but pay attention to what you're afraid of and pay attention to your fears because this podcast, like the one that I was listening to, and I can't remember what it is, but I'll put it in the show notes. That way, if you want to listen to it, you totally can. Um, you know, they were talking about fear and I was like, shit, like, what am I afraid of? And as I'm listening to this, my mom comes through and just knocks my socks off. Like, she's just like, you know, Autumn, you have been fighting yourself for 33 fucking years. You've been fighting yourself on who you are. What if you simply accepted yourself for who you are? What happens then? What happens when you're no longer resisting exactly who you are with the face, (laughs) with the extra 20 pounds, with the very curly hair, (laughs) with the belly, with whatever your imperfections are? Like, what if you just accepted you? Then what? And I was like, like, whoa, is it was just kind of this coincidence, like it wasn't coincidental. It was just like, wow. And I really, I've been sitting with that since she told me that. And I was like, shit, that's powerful. Because once you accept yourself and you don't hate yourself, you actually value and love yourself. Oh my God. Then you're not in fear. And oh my God, I'm not running out getting every new cosmetic thing. I'm not trying to constantly, you know, fix myself. There's a difference between trying to be better and be the best version of yourself versus trying to fix yourself and to each his own. That's different for everybody, but you got to think of the energy behind it. That's my opinion. The energy behind what you're doing, the thing matters. So like if you're working out because, you know, you hate yourself, I don't know. I mean, there's two different trains of thought. There's two different trains of thought. And there's, I don't think either one of them is wrong straight up. But for me, I want to work out because I love myself enough to make myself better. Right. I want to eat nutritious foods because not because I hate myself because I won't stick to it. The truth is, is autumn won't stick to it. I don't know what your story is and what motivates everybody is so different. And that is something that you have got to know because There's a lot of big voices on the internet that just say these things and they're not wrong. They're right for them and they're right for people like them. I'm just, if you sit there and tell me I'm a piece of shit, that does not motivate me. I'm just like, fuck you. Okay, great. Like it just doesn't motivate me. You tell me I can't do something. I don't care. It means nothing to me. What matters to me is like what I think of myself. And even, you know, I've talked to you in the past about, you know, my competition phases and my martial arts career, you know, even when I was coming up and I was a very, very um, good competitor, my, you know, my competitive edge really came from within (laughs) and like my instructors, they would try to get things out of me extrinsically by being like, I don't know. I don't think you can do this. Or I heard you punch like a girl. And like, that shit would make me laugh because I'm like, we all know I don't punch like a girl. Like, we know. So that doesn't mean anything to me. But a woman who I really looked up to, my sensei, and um, they would tell her that. And she, she would, that was how she flipped her switch. That was how she turned it on. That never worked for me. 
ever. It would just, that would just crush me. Like not, you punch like a girl, but like, I remember, I remember one day and I guess, I know I'm digressing, but this is how it goes. I remember one day when I was getting ready to test for my black belt. And I think I might've told you the story, but I'm going to tell you it again. I think it was my black belt. It was my black belt and master Heward. So he, he's the founder of the dojo and he is hot. You, you respect him. Um, he might be like a, at the time he was a 12th degree black belt and he's who brought obviously this dojo to life. And so very highly respected. And, you know, I had the opportunity at a young age to be in his class, which was a privilege (laughs) that could be revoked at any time. And you knew it. (laughs) And, um, when you were younger, which I got in there when I was young, very young, um, you did not speak unless spoken to, and you knew who, you, you need to know your role. And let me tell you something: the him, well, he he, Master Hewitt never even had to let you know, like your role, like because everybody else in there would let you know <laughs> that you are nothing. <laughs> Stand at the back of the room like you are absolutely nothing, which is good, and there was nothing wrong with that. But he sent to me one, and um, the dojo was filled, and I mean lines of like black belts, which was a lot. I mean, we, we don't, we didn't have a small dojo, but like not a big one. We weren't in a city. We were in central Maine. (laughs) So like, it wasn't like thousands of students, but I mean, honestly, they've always run a very, very good, reputable school. Um, and so I remember it was, it was, um, like my, it was Tuesday and my black belt task I don't know if it was my black belt test or if it was my first degree brown. I really cannot remember. I think it was my first degree brown. I'm not quite sure. I know I was young and I know that my test was Thursday night and Tuesday because class was on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And Tuesday night at the end of class, he says, Autumn. And I about shit my pants because I didn't even know he knew my name. And I'm like, yes, sensei. (laughs) In the back of the room. And he says, I heard you're testing on Thursday night. Is that true? Yes, Sensei. Hmm. Well, I don't think you're ready. And I told them that. So just just so you know where I stand. And I'm fucking telling you. And I had to say, thank you, Sensei. <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? Like that, those are back in the times. And I don't know what it's like at other dojos right now. I have no idea. But I can tell you right now, if I would have said anything to him, I would have been physically tossed out of that fucking dojo. And I probably wouldn't have been asked to come back. So anything other than thank you, sensei. Um, And so anyway, so that's what I said. And that crushed me. But see, my counterpart, who, you know, who I loved and idolized her, and they always called me her junior, always called me her junior. Um, That would turn, that would, that flip her switch. She'd be like, all right, let's go. And that wasn't it for me. I was like, oh, shit, you don't believe in me? All right, all right. And like, I remember um, a couple of the senior black belts and stuff come over to me and they're like, you know, you're doing all right. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, does he really believe that? Like, I'm not ready. And they're like, no, <laughs> he's just telling you that. Like, it, and it doesn't matter what he believes, right? So anyways, I had to come inside. I had to go within. And this is at a young age. You know, I'm like not even... I'm not even 16. And um, so he's telling me these things, whatever. 
and that all happened intrinsically I had to come in at you know I think I was like 15 14 and I had to really like turn it on um from within and so I'm not new to that concept and so fast forward talking about you know body image I, I understand that in order for me to be successful it has to come from within uh, there has to be an intrinsic motivation. And I have been let down so many times by even when I have lost those 20 pounds and I look dynamite, I don't think of that I do. Well, I'll look back at photos and be like, damn, babe, like, fuck, you look hot. But you know what? I never thought I did. Never thought that I looked hot during those, um, like during the, during that time, which isn't, that's not good, right? So I'm going through all this. My mom just gets done telling me, you know, what if you accept yourself? Like, wow, what a concept. And I'm like, fuck, like, that's really good. So my girlfriend and I, we go have lunch. We go for this walk. We, we get in the car and we start having this conversation. And And what you have to know about my girlfriend is, to me, she's like the perfect feminine woman. She is petite. She's like barely five feet tall thin 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 very thin um beautiful looks could be a model like she just could be a model she doesn't think it but I mean she her hair she can wear her hair any color and it is stunning she has an incredible sense of style and what I love about her is like she can be very feminine and like very masculine very quickly meaning and like when even when she's masculine, it's still very feminine. <laughs> Whereas for me, when I get fucking masculine, I don't think it's very feminine at all. <laughs> I'm like, oh, nope. Like I'm, I don't know. So I've always looked at her and thought that she was like absolutely just perfect. I'm like, you know, what I would give, she doesn't have to worry about gaining weight. She never has to worry about that ever. Uh, she's had two kids. You could never tell. You just couldn't tell. And it's and it's not done on purpose. This is genetics. And so we get in her car and we have this conversation. And I said, you know, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm really in my head today. And she says, well, what do you mean? And I said, I'm, you know, I spent, you know, I was just kind of venting to my mom while I was on my walk with Keila. I'm like, I'm really having a tough time with my body image. I'm like, I just, I really struggle with how I look. I just do. And she goes, you know, Autumn, I'm going to tell you something. I've never told you before. And I'm like, okay. And I've known her as long as I've been with my husband. So going on 11 years. And she said, every single time we are done hanging out, I tell my husband, I wish I looked like Autumn. I think that you are the epitome of what a woman looks like. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, and I, I'm like, uh, excuse me. I've gained weight <laughs> and like, look at my face. It's like really fat. Look at my stomach. And she's just like, if I don't see any of that, like, that's not what I see when I see you. She's like, I get it. Like you're picking yourself apart, but I just want you to know, like, that I'm very, and she told me, she's like, I'm very insecure with how little I am. She's like, I, you know, I feel like boyish or like a little kiddish or like whatever. I don't, I can't remember what she said, but she's like, I don't look like you. And I don't feel like a woman. And I'm like, oh my God when I look at you, you're all I think of, of like what a woman is. And she's like, really? And I'm like, oh my God. Yes. Like you're so feminine. And she's like, no, you're so feminine. And I'm like, no. Right. Like, 
And we're having this conversation. And in that moment, I was like, fuck, we all do this. And it was so like, I just thanked her after. And I'm like, you know, thank you for just being so real and honest with me because it was a very liberating conversation I needed to have. I needed to see that I'm not the only person who feels the way that I feel, but honestly, like that we all can feel this way, no matter what we look like. Like we we get into our head, our heads about things. And then it and then here's the thing about why I wanted to talk about this is because then you start making decisions from a place of lack. You start making decisions from a place of not feeling good enough. And that is keeping you stuck. That's keeping you low vibe. That's keeping you unhappy. And it's keeping you um, not able to 10x. It's not keeping you in good relationships. It's not keeping you fulfilled. You're not, you know, you're not being courageous. A lot of times we want to hide. I know like when I'm feeling fat, (laughs) I don't wear great clothes or, you know, I remember I, um, a couple months ago, I spoke at a female cop conference for like 150 women. And I wore this pink suit and I look back at the photos and I, I can see pieces of my stomach and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like autumn, you're so disgusting. But like, wait a minute. What if I was like, fuck that took courage to get up in front of these badass women and, and talk to them feeling insecure, feeling all of these things. Like, you know, why do we beat ourselves up so badly? Why can't we look at ourselves and say, fuck, like I, I'm doing it. It's scary and I don't feel great, but I'm doing it. And so I guess that's what I want to leave you with today is where are you in a state of fear or resentment? What is the thought loop about yourself? Can you recognize through me that I, if I go through it, I'm telling you every woman on the planet goes through it. Some of us can overcome it and some of us truly can't. I've been dealing with it my entire life, my entire life. This has been a battle for me. I obsess about it. I hyper-focus on it and it ruins things for me. It will, it will literally, if I do not control it, okay, which I've been a lot better at, and then there's times I'm not, but if I do not control it, it will ruin the time that I have. Like I won't feel happy. That day, I... After talking with her, I felt the best I have felt. And I feel even now, even now, I'm not thin. I'm still, you know, up 20 pounds. But I now having that conversation and just, I just feel so liberated with that compounded, like with what my mom said and like that podcast, which by the way, will be in the show notes. Like it was like the universe was literally screaming at me. And so I have to tell you, if you've made it this far in this podcast, I believe the universe is screaming at you. Pay attention. Pay attention to what is really standing out in this episode for you. And if you have to go, if you have to go re-listen to it, because there is a message here for you. And it might not be your body image. It might be something else. But let's all take my mom's advice and say, what if you just stop fighting yourself? What if you just accepted yourself for the human being that you are? What does that feel like? And then you can accept yourself and then from there, take action. Okay, I want, I, 
you know, from here, I want to feel better. I want to look better. I want to, okay, then we go take action. Cause I'm not about just sitting on your ass and like, Oh, I feel better about myself. No, you're not going to feel better about yourself sitting on your ass, but I don't just sit on my ass to give you an example. My mother knows this every single day. I walk three miles. I don't skip it five days a week minimum, but I don't skip it, but I, it, I aim for seven. On top of that, I lift weights. I work out. Um, sometimes I run, sometimes I'm lifting, sometimes I'm doing yoga, sometimes I'm doing a hit, like I'm constantly doing something. Okay. So I'm not just sitting down. I, I do work on what, you know, I, I don't buy food that has a high fructose corn syrup and I buy all organic. Um, I buy, I've been focused a lot more on, you know, quality produce and quality meats and um, quality carbs and like really focusing on the, on the good that goes into our body. So I'm taking action as well, but I'm choosing to take action from a place of loving myself. And the invitation is that I hope you do the same. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the She's an Asset podcast. If you wouldn't mind, could you please share this out? The only way we grow and I can get this out to as many people as possible is with your help. So we're kind of in this together. And the good thing is, is I know you have my back. So uh, I want to say thank you and ask for you to share the show. And if we're not hanging out in the socials, I hope that you'll come and hang out with me. I'm Autumn Clifford pretty much everywhere. Thank you so much. See you next time.